Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. Welcome into the first ever, unless Sam Gormley didn't tell us anything, the first ever Zoom Red Zone Radio podcast for obvious reasons we're doing it on zoom but myself matthew hargrove tory bowling and ryan gooden is here we do not have patrick carey and Caden gaylord with us they will be on most likely next week but guys this is the first time i have seen you uh first time i've seen you guys and until school starts spring break so i gotta ask how, how are you guys holding up it's been a minute spring break um like literally the war like so I was at the SEC tournament on Wednesday night and just the sheer like how fast things moved like Rudy Gobert changed the sports world and like that literally just rocked my world in about 24 hours and like literally our life is just so just completely different than what it was a month ago and it really is just crazy yeah yeah, I got I got a memory yesterday, and it was of us driving to Florida for spring break, and I was like, "That's a month ago." I, oh, that that makes. Me I've been bad. sitting and doing that. I cut my own hair. That is how bored I got the other day. Yeah, well, I remember. Uh, so me and Ryan went on spring break together. We went to Pensacola, but obviously during that week, everything was getting canceled, and the NBA one night during spring break, the NBA got canceled, but they still continued out the last game that was being played, which was the Nuggets and the Mavericks. So I was sitting there on the couch, and I was really trying to enjoy Jokic and Murray Ballin, except they weren't. The Mavericks were killing them. So that hurt. I think Boban dropped, like, over 20 points. I was like, really, this is how I'm going to remember the end of the 2020 Nuggets season, potentially, is Boban dropping 20 points on you guys? Give me a break. But well, it's more – What's more heartbreaking is that the last live bat, like the last la- live basketball game I watched, was Arkansas versus Vanderbilt. Oh, that that that's even worse, my guy. That, <laughs> that is really worse. <laughs> Tory Bowling, I I feel so bad for you right now. I, I was know. like, it, I was like, I wish it could just be like an NCAA tournament game or something. Instead, I'm watching Saban Lee miss wide open layups. It, yeah, it, that's that's awful. But uh, let's get into some Western Kentucky talk. Obviously, there's no sports going on, but there's a lot that's happened for WKU sports. First, we're going to start off with the NCAA granting an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes. They didn't do this for the the winter sport athletes, which a lot of people sat about because we know that they didn't – a lot of winter sport athletes, especially basketball, didn't get a shot at at winning the national championship. So, guys, do you, do you agree with the NCAA not granting that extra year of eligibility to winter sport athletes? I agree with them not giving it to winter athletes because you take that NCAA tournament game or that SEC tournament game between Arkansas and Vandy, Vandy's season was over right there. So, like, if you're giving an extra year to a guy whose season was already over, that's just kind of defeats – I mean, the, even though it sucks for those guys that didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament, Cassius Winston, guys like that, um, I just don't see how you can justify bringing them back a, a whole other year when they basically got to play their senior season now. Spring athletes, I think, obviously, I do agree. Well, and the thing was for me, I was like, I don't know why the NCAA is acting like it's a great thing that they just gave the spring athletes another year. You should have. They they yeah. had very little time to play, so they should have got extra year. The winter sports, I mean, the tournament is the only thing that we really missed. And honestly, there's no big – name there's no big team this year so it's not like you could have been like oh well we didn't get to see Bolivar win a championship because this year was like you could have had a 16 seed win and nobody would have blinked an eye so no. not that we not saying that we didn't miss much but like we didn't miss much yeah yeah it, it, it is a shame because like you said Tori you think of guys especially for me because I was really wanting to see Peyton Pritchard go off and lead the Oregon Ducks to a national championship, which the, the possibility of the happening is, is close to negative one. Uh, but I really would have liked to see it, or I would have liked to see Pritchard get the opportunity to do that. But at the end of the day, these guys played 90% of their games. It was, it was the postseason going on. And it's just really hard to – and I yeah. didn't think about that 
the guys on Vanderbilt, their season's over. They have no, they're not going to the NIT. They're not going to the the March Madness tournament. So I, I didn't think I've never thought about that. You, I've only thought about you know Cassius Winston, Peyton Pritchard, guys like that, Miles Powell, and and Tori. I know that we have got to be upset about our boy Miles Powell not having a chance to cook in March Madness. I know you got to be upset about that. That's probably my biggest heartbreak out of all this. Um, <laughs> aside from one, obviously, like the Reds were going to be somewhat good for the first time. Like, well, baseball's not – but baseball's not done canceled it's, yet. It's, it doesn't feel the same. They're going to be in a village. But, like, yeah, my, but number two definitely is Miles Powell. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But – Let's go over some notable WKU spring sport uh, seniors, uh, particularly in baseball, that hopefully and most likely all these guys are going to take that extended eligibility because none of these guys are are looking to go to the MLB. Maybe Ray Zuber, but not high draft picks. Um, but you have, you have Jack Wilson, Davis Sims, like I said, Ray Zuber, Kevin Lambert, he, he was supposed to graduate after this season, Sam McElrith. And then for softball, you have Kelsey Akey, who is one of the best pitchers in WKU softball history. And going over the stats of these guys, I mean, to give them an extra year, to give an extra year of Ray Zuber potentially, the dude career-wise, 270 with 14 home runs. And Davis Sims was hitting 351. For his career at Western. I mean, these guys are raking. We've always talked about WKU baseball. Their their problem is pitching. But potentially get another year of Zuber, Sims, Wilson, Kevin Lambert, who's an outstanding – excuse me, I can't talk – outstanding shortstop. Uh, it, it's just big, big news for WKU baseball potentially. Yeah, the, the biggest question I have is um, – and we kind of mentioned this before – What's going to happen with these guys that were thinking about going to the draft um, now? I mean, is there even going to be an MLB draft? What do you have like a thousand guys now coming into college baseball that they weren't prepared for? One, like, what if like the the number one you know high school prospect in baseball gets to come into college baseball, um, and like you have all these excessive scholarships that you weren't prepared for? What are the budgets going to look like? Like for WKU, how are they going to be able to afford? Um, bringing all the freshman guys they got signed in, plus the seniors they have coming back. Like, how is all that going to work? Um, but just for WKU specifically, yeah, if you get like Ray Zuber and Kevin Lambert back, that'll be huge for you know to get another year out of these guys, even when they're another year older and a, another year of development. And it gives you it gives you a year to figure out that pitching situation because that's that's a problem that always has been. So you don't have to worry about oh who we're going to replace at the bats this year because it's not like you're losing anybody. So it's like now you get, now it's pitching. Now if your pitching is bad, then you have you just you have no excuse. Yeah, but yeah, I mean all the guys that I I ha- highlighted, none none of them are pitchers. Um, right. And I looked up, you know, Jack Lambert. He's a left-handed pitcher on this WKU team. But last year his ERA was it was over a seven, and and he started off the the year good. This year it was it was in the one area, but. Goodness gracious! I mean, seven and, and, and yeah, that's just awful. I have no words, no words for that. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a time for WKU baseball to really buckle down on getting some pitchers or some top high school, some top high school pitching talent. But that that's about it. We well, have say, go to, go ahead. Here, here, here's another thing: like you don't really get to um, like a lot of these guys that are coming out of high school are going to be flying under the radar because there was no high school baseball season. Yeah. And, and also, so my, my little brother, uh, he, he does, he has a pit, he does pitching lessons and pitching his pitching instructor. Um, I, I forgot his name, but he, he used to play at Vanderbilt and we were, we were talking, I went with them and we were talking about the whole draft situation because in my area uh, is Robert Hassel the third who is projected to be a top draft. I mean, first round, potentially top 10 draft pick for next year. But the pitching instructor was telling me that if the MLB draft maybe gets canceled, then Robert Hassel will either have to decide if 
if he wants to go to Vanderbilt, because that's where he's supposed to go if he's going to decide to go to a college. But if he goes to Vanderbilt, he's got to stay there for three years, or he can decide to go to a JUCO school and play one year there and then go to the MLB draft the next year. I don't know if he wants to do that, um, but it, it does open up that option. But it's just it's, – it's crazy. I don't see why they would cancel the draft. Um, I know the NFL draft, they're still trying to make it happen. A lot of talk around it do, doing virtual, the draft virtual or online or something like that. Or I don't know how they plan on doing it. Um, but I don't see why in the offseason they just can't have the MLB draft. I don't see why they couldn't do that. Yeah, I, it's just everybody is at a position where they don't know. No one knows what's going to happen. No one knows what the next two months have in store for us because – so I mean, everyone's just kind of like I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I'm like you, I don't necessarily know why there wouldn't be an MLB draft. Yeah, definitely. But uh, moving on to some WKU basketball news, and probably the biggest news around the men's basketball team is Rick Stansberry. As we all know, he is he is not bad at at bringing in recruits that he is not supposed to bring in. Um, I mean. Everyone brings up the jokes about, oh, you know, Stansberry, he's got that money somewhere. Um, but th- this pickup really makes you think, Stansberry, what are you giving these guys? Like, you bring in Bassey, and now he brings in four-star recruit Zion Harmon. It's a verbal commit, but this dude is the top-ranked high school player in Kentucky, and he's only a junior, and he's ranked the eighth-best point guard in the nation, according to two fours four, seven sports. So I go and look up some, some stats from this guy. And the most impressive stat was in eighth grade, he helped Bowling Green high school win the state championship in 2017. He averaged 16.88 points per game that year as an eighth grader for a varsity team. That's insane. And his height and weight, he is 5'9", 160. I mean, he would be walking around Western Kentucky's campus. You wouldn't think a thing about him. You'd be thinking he's a biology major or something, for crying out loud. But he's the highest-rated guard to commit to Western. But the saddest thing, when, when he committed, when I found out that Rick got this dude, and the saddest thing that surrounded me about him was that he is not going to reclassify to 2020 and I really wanted him to reclassify because I really wanted to see him with senior Tavion and senior Josh Anderson but guys what do you what do you think of Zion and what what do you think about him uh staying with the class of 2021 yeah so there there's a little something to Zion because you know he's kind of had some trouble uh like getting to play high school ball at Marshall County you know last year he transferred to Marshall County couldn't get eligible uh, now he's kind of hopping around schools, and he used to be the number one player, the number one uh, point guard in his class. Now he's dropped down to eight. So, um, but for Western Kentucky specifically, you couldn't ask for a better get. I mean, the highest rated guard ever. You're going, you can pair him with Jordan Rawls in that backcourt. Hopefully, maybe senior Charles Bassey. Maybe I don't know. Um, <laughs> he'll just, he'll just have to see. But <laughs> yeah. um, I think if it wasn't Charles Bassey. Zion Harmon might be the biggest recruit to for uh, in the Rex Stansbury era so far. Well, and like you, you talked about how he jumped around in high schools a lot. I mean, I I actually played him when he was at Adair County, so it was his freshman year, my senior year, and I mean he put up ten assists, twenty points, like just like it was nothing. But what I will say is, like you said, he was a number one recruit at that time, and that or number one point guard in this class, and now he's dropped to eight. I I feel like this is a I think it's his. Well, what do you think the, re- think think the reason is? I think it's you can't be five nine one sixty trying to play against you know college athletes. Well, I tell you what, this what what makes it really interesting is Zion because of his height and he may get overlooked by NBA scouts. Zion could potentially move into where he's going to be a four year dude at Western and absolutely dominate Conference USA because he's so overlooked. Well, and if he and like you said. If he ever wants a a shot at the NBA, you have to reclassify because you have the chance to play with Charles and Tavion and Josh. You have to, you cannot, yes. you cannot miss out on that opportunity. 
I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah. If you have a shot about going to the NBA, you have to go right now. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking of if he did reclassify. I mean, you get that starting lineup. You got Charles, Tavion, Josh Anderson. He may come off the bench, but still, he's probably going to be in the game towards the towards the end of the game. And then you got Zion, and then you got Jordan Rawls. Plus – Carson Williams. And Carson Williams. Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting big boy. How do, how do I forget Carson Williams? Obviously, I've been away from Western for a while. Um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and one person that um, – you know Rick Stansbury loves his transfers. <laughs> one person I would look out for, it has nothing – I have no credible source. This is just me talking. Terry Taylor. I know. You Austin love Pete. that man, Ryan. You love him. I, he's from Bowling Green. It's the exact same thing as Jared Savage. He played at Bowling Green in the area. I'm pretty sure he went to Bowling Green High School, played with Zion Harmon, won the state championship that year. He was a senior when Zion was a fr- uh, eighth grader that year. If you bring him in, that's another big body because he's like 6'6", six, six, and he dominated Western last year at Western. So, I mean, it's another transfer that you can, you know, because we never had bench help, so you need somebody coming off the bench. Yeah. And, you, I, mean, I mean, no credible sources. Like, we're, we're not Adam Schechter. Nope. That is just me. Uh, it's, that's me talking to Rick saying, you need to get this. <laughs> you, need to go, you need to go get this, dude. But uh, some more uh, incredible stats from, from Zion. He helped USA Basketball, the 16-and-under team, win gold in the FIBA America's Championship in Argentina. I mean, this dude is going to be incredible when he gives up to Western. But Western also had another big pickup that obviously Zion, you know, everyone focuses on that. But this Davian McKnight, three-star Davian McKnight from Shelbyville, Kentucky, this dude is a baller as well. And I was trying to look up, and it sounds like he's in the class of 2020, but he may, but he was a junior this year, so he may be reclassifying. But I couldn't find anything that confirmed that. But I do believe that he will be coming to Western next year. But he's six two, one ninety guard. He averaged 17 points per game and 10.4 rebounds per game this this past season at Collins High School. Made second team all all state. And he was considered a top candidate for Kentucky for the Kentucky Mr. Basketball Award. So this Davian McKnight is getting overshadowed shadowed by Zion, but this was a great pickup for Rick. Yeah, he is class of 2020, and it is a big pickup because he can go in that backcourt and fill in a spot that um, Cameron will uh, Cameron Justice will leave behind. Um, he's he's considered the fourth best player in the class. Um, JJ Trainer and Justin Powell by far the the two gems of the Kentucky class, but. Um, big pickup for Rick. I'll also throw in, just like Ryan threw in a, a name to watch, another name to watch is David Sloan um, from Kansas State. Went to Taylor County High School, graduated with um, uh, Quentin Gooden, and he's transferring. So uh, that's possibly another name to look out for on the transfer market. Quentin Gooden. I'll tell you and what. That's another yeah, guard. For sure. Right, and, real, real quick, Ryan. I'll tell you what. Rick loves his Kentucky high school basketball player. I mean, he doesn't even recruit. I feel like he doesn't even recruit out of the state. It's insane. And honestly, that's a pretty good strategy to go by. I mean, if you get the best players out of the state of Kentucky every year, that I mean, you can put up a pretty formidable roster, yeah. in, especially in Conference USA. Yeah. Definitely. Well, because Kentucky and Louisville, they don't recruit really in state that much. So it's just – it's based on you have – you're the third best team in the, in the state. You might as well recruit in state so that you can get that close to home kind of edge. Um, it's a great pickup. I like the David Sloan one. Um, but for Davion McKnight, I watched a lot of his highlights like earlier in this year. Um, the only pro he reminds me of what, um, Kenny Cooper kind of like, he can't okay. shoot that well, but he's like a, a better facilitator and, crafty. and he, he's, crafty. He's, he's crafty. He's a mid range guy. He likes the mid range. Okay. He's a lefty. Okay. Well, there's, uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with lefties. I, li- I like lefty basketball players. Uh, I, that's why I said it to you. Uh, absolutely. Well, there's another there's another game name we're kind of forgetting is Kenny Cooper. You're going to get Kenny Cooper on next year's roster as well. Yeah. So I, I mean, Western for the next couple of years, they're they're sitting they're sitting pretty, especially with Zion, because maybe him not reclassifying it shows top recruits maybe outside of the state. Oh man, Zion's going to Western. Maybe we can turn this mid major into. <laughs> 
Well, uh, okay, I was going to say Villanova, but that, that's, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. <laughs> but maybe we can, you know, go to Western and Wichita turn State. major school into something special like a San Diego State, something like that. That's even a stretch, too, because they only lost like two games this past season. That, that's almost impossible to do. I don't care what conference you're in. But Zion Harmon, that, that was – that was Rick's – Rick really started recruiting him early on. I mean, eighth grade, that's when Rick started recruiting him. And that definitely helped these recruits. They noticed stuff like that. They noticed the first teams that recruit him. And also, Louisville was a school that offered Zion, but two weeks before Zion des- decided to take the Western offer, Louisville stopped recruiting him. So I wonder if Louisville knew something was there or – uh, Zion just really wasn't interested in Louisville, but he ended up choosing Western over Kansas, Maryland, and Seton Hall. And all those teams were or are or ended the season in the top 10. So it, it just really impressive work by Rick, but we all know he can recruit. The question is with Rick, can he win the big games? Some final stuff for WKU basketball. We are going to do a tiny, small tribute uh, because of time, we're going to do a tiny tribute to the WKU men's basketball and WKU women's basketball seniors. So three from WKU basketball, the seniors, Jared Savage is leaving. And, and what I remember from Savage is, or what I'm going to remember is this dude was, he was inconsistent with shooting the three ball, but senior year he showed that when the clock is winding down and you need a big bucket, he's he might be the guy that you need to give it to, especially in the corner. Yeah, Jared had kind of had an up-and-down WKU career, but he really turned it on in the senior year, and especially when they needed him because Charles Bassey went down in that Arkansas game, the same Arkansas game that where he tied the game in the corner. And um, just seeing him leave and without making a tournament room makes me sad because I really think he's going to turn it on and continue the Conference USA tournament. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he showed up clutch. He's got that clutch factor in him. Like you said, he was a little bit inconsistent his junior year. He kind of turned it on his senior year. And one of the things that we talked about like when, when basketball season was going on was that once Charles went down, he was the best rebounder we had. And he was like maybe the tallest guy out of our team, and he was only 6'7". So for him to step up and be a big rebounder, I mean, you're going to lose a key piece here. Yeah, I can't remember which game it was, but it may have been the week – the, the week where he won Conference USA Player of the Week. But he racked up, man. It was close to 20 points, but he had like 15 rebounds or something crazy like that. But uh, we are obviously all going to miss Jared Savage, another senior, Cam Justice. He was, he was another inconsistent uh, three-point shooter, but Western wasn't the best three-point shooting team, so he was really important because you could get some threes out of him. He averaged 10 point one points per game and then you got Matt Horton obviously Matt didn't do a lot for this Western squad and and you had the whole thing where uh he left Western and then he came back he he was going to transfer and with that whole thing but I was really surprised he didn't get a lot of minutes when Charles Bassey got injured um because you know the the height wise but Carson Williams did a really good job of filling in but Talking about the WKU women's basketball team, three big seniors are leaving. D. Givens, Whitney Creech, and Alexis Brewer. I, just reading that off makes me think, man, I really feel bad for Renine because her back is going to be killing her after next season of putting up 40 points and 40 rebounds for every single game. I mean, goodness gracious, to be losing Givens, Creech, and Brewer that, that is just going to really hurt Greg Collins and, and this team. And especially with Creech because uh, she was kind of, um, you know, even though that the Browns, Ivy Brown and Tasia Brown were the backbone of that uh, team her sophomore year, um, she was the point guard and she always came up really clutch in the Conference USA tournament, um, always made really good runs. And so Whitney Creech is going to be a hard point guard to lose. And obviously, D. Givens, I mean, that's your, that's your leading scorer other than Renine. Um And, I mean – Nobody's going to replace her, obviously, but somebody's going to have to step up. And I don't know who it's going to be, but you're losing three key – these are guards, too. So, I mean, you're losing three guards. Yeah, Sher- mean, Sherry Porter is is really going to have to uh, – really going to have to step up for them. 
And and one thing about D and Whitney is right when they came in as freshmen, they were they were playing a ton of minutes. And, and they were also learning under Tasha and Ivy Brown. They just had all that experience. And I really was interested. And they were playing – I mean, they had a really underrated season. Nobody was really paying attention to them. But this team, uh, I don't have the record pulled up, but I'm pretty sure they only lost about like 10 games this year. Uh, so they just had a really impressive season. And it's a shame we won't get to see D. Gibbons or Whitney Creech or Alexis Brewer get a chance for a, for a Conference USA title. Um, but that, that's about it for basketball and for another big main sport, WKU football. There's not a lot of football news, but I've been seeing some – with the NFL draft coming up, I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter surrounding Lucky Jackson and I tried to look up a mock draft, or I, I just typed in on Google, Lucky Jackson 2020 NFL draft, and nothing really popped up. So do, do you guys think that, that Lucky will get drafted? Or, or I, I, I'm probably seeing him as an undrafted, and then a team signs him or something like that. But what, what do you guys think? I would say normally, in a, in a normal year, he would get drafted. But this class is so absolutely loaded with wide receivers. I mean, you got a guy like Lynn Bowden who played quarterback and won nine games for crying out loud for Kentucky at wide receiver. He, he might be slipping into around the third round or so. I mean, so this class, I mean, you're going to have maybe six or seven guys at wide receiver draft in the first round. It's so extraordinarily talented and deep at wide receiver. I just don't see it happening for him. Yeah, like you said, Matthew. I mean, unrestricted free or uh, undrafted free agent is is kind of the way. Like he's got to prove himself to be on the team. Um, but I mean, he was he was great at Western. Um, but I just don't see any team really taking that chance on him in in the draft. Yeah, and I mean, you you look at uh, you look at Taewon Taylor right now, and he you know he played okay with the Titans got cut, got signed by the Browns, and he basically doesn't play anymore. And Taylor, I mean, he is a WKU great. Lucky Jackson is not on his level. And, yeah, you get you get some stories, those undrafted stories where guys, you know, the motivation and they, they turn into an all-pro, something like that. The NFL All-Decade team came out, and I believe it was Chris Harris from the Broncos who tweeted something about, undrafted to all decade team but you know lucky jackson uh great receiver but i i just don't know if he's a guy who's going to get drafted undrafted and, and we'll just see where it goes from there but he definitely left his mark at western we can all agree that i mean he had 94 receptions in 2019 that's the second all-time single season wku history i'm assuming first is taylor um but that is one piece that w, wku is definitely going to miss next year is lucky jackson i, I love lucky I, I believe when I was a freshman, he was a sophomore. I've seen him play every single year. I've been here at Western, and I really do wish him, wish him the best going into that whole NFL draft process. But I, I thought about this, and, Tori, you, you mentioned how big of a wide receiver class this year. And, Ryan, this is going to make you happy because uh, the Eagles, me, me and my brother were sitting down, and, Tori, you, were watching, you, you mentioned us watching some old games. and. Me, me and my brother were watching the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, reliving the glory days. And below at the bottom of the screen, they go through the mock draft, and I was seeing CeeDee Lamb. And then the Eagles, it, it showed them picking T. Higgins. Uh, and then you got Jerry Judy. So, yeah, this wide receiver class is just uh, – it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, you got Jerry – I love Jerry Judy. I think Judy could be an all-time great wide receiver. You got Judy – uh, and then you guys, teammate Henry Ruggs, who's the fastest player in the class, and guys like even more than him. Um, and then you got C uh, D Lamb from Oklahoma. Those are three, like potentially all pro wide receivers right there. Not to even mention Justin Jefferson, the kid from Colorado. I mean, this class is just. Well, this guy should know. Yeah, I mean, you got, you got kids. It's so loaded in wide receiver. Um, I mean, Lucky stepped up huge for WKU, uh, especially in the second half of the year. He was uh, definitely on target as he set the school record for receptions in that Marshall game and uh, had a big bowl game as well. But um, And maybe it's uh, just as good for him to go undrafted. That way you can pick your team, you can pick your route, maybe a team that's uh, kind of low on wide receivers, and maybe you can uh, maybe you can find a way to, to stick around for a little bit. 
Yeah, and like you said, there's no way, Matthew, that um, the Eagles are going to be getting Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, or Henry Ruggs. They will all go probably in the top 15. Well, it, show, it showed uh, the mock draft had him getting uh, Higgins. From well, I would, I would rather not. T. Higgins is, is the lowest first-round grade I can probably give is T. Higgins. Wow. I don't okay. like him at all. He'll probably go to the Bills, though. But, like, there's like – like Tori said, there's six or seven dudes in the first round that are going to go. And that just means, like, that this running back class is going to go – they're going to be like – Jonathan Taylor's going to slip to, like, the second or third round which is insane to me because he had, like, such an amazing season at Wisconsin. So you're going to see, like, gems in the third and fifth – or third and fourth round because this – you have a lot of super stack so high. Yeah. And uh, talking about some more NFL news, since we're on it, we're shifting from Western, we're getting into some national news, NFL, MLB, NBA. But first, before we do, uh, Tori, I know you want to talk about it. Obviously, they're playing old sports games on ESPN and, and all around. I mean, every television network is doing it, and I have obviously been doing it. So what, what games have you guys been watching? Like, like Tori, you mentioned what's the craziest game or, or what's just the worst game that you guys have watched? Um, I'll tell you, though, I, watched the, I rewatched the 2014 Kentucky-Michigan game when Aaron Harrison hit that clutch shot um, in the tournament. Um, and then after that, obviously, I kept watching. I believe that was Elite Eight or maybe Sweet 16. Um, but he did it for three games in a row. I don't know if you remember. One against Wisconsin, all basically in the same spot. So I, re- I rewatched all of those. Um, and then, of course, I w- I've been watching the 2017 and 2016 Warriors highlights. So when KD first got there, I've been watching highlights from them. All like it just, I'm trying to recreate them. Tori, I I said the the 2014 Kentucky Michigan game. So I have like probably ten or so um, recorded NCAA tournament games right now that I have to watch. I watched the 14 uh, Michigan game. I watched the 15 Notre Dame game. You want to talk about a heck of a game? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Anthony like, Towns dominated. Yeah, not only that, but that Notre Dame team was legit. I mean, you look back and they had Jaron Grant, um, the Connor Augusta. Yeah, August, who absolutely dominated. And then um, the kid for uh, the Bucks, who's in dunk contest this year. I mean, that was a legit team. Um, and then I've got some, like, I've been watching the 07 of Florida Ohio State game with Greg Oden and, uh, and that those Florida teams that went back to back. So, um, definitely some obscure games I've had to watch um, since all this has happened. Yeah, well, on ESPN, I, I can't remember what night it was. It actually may have been – you know what? It was actually la- – it was last night because I was making the rundown uh, while I was watching it, but they played game six of the – I believe it – I can't remember. It was, it was the game that Ray Allen made the corners not yep. descend into overtime, and I just cannot watch that highlight enough. It, it's just – that, that shot was insane, and for Bosch to get the rebound. Um, but this morning, I was telling you guys uh, earlier, I was watching, I, again, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the Western Conference playoffs, first round, Phoenix Suns, San Antonio Spurs, Suns had Nash, Stoudemire without the glasses, uh, almost washed up Shaquille O'Neal, Grant Hill, and then the Spurs had, you know, barely bald Manu Ginobili, bald spot Manu, and and Tim Duncan. But I was watching, it went into double overtime, but the Spurs, at the end of regulation, had a chance, and then Michael Finley hit a three, if you remember Michael Finley from that Spurs team. And then at the end of overtime, Tim Duncan got a wide open three and made it to force a second overtime, and then they closed it out. But that was just an insane game. That's probably my favorite thing to watch is old NBA games because I really miss yeah. that time watching Carmelo. I've gone back and watched uh, some Western Conference Finals games when they got beat by the Lakers. I've only watched uh, the one that they won. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to watch Kobe Bryant put up 40 uh, on the Nuggets uh, like he usually did. But also I've been watching some baseball games, Tori. I don't know if, if you have too. Yeah, so a couple Saturdays ago they had – it was like the 20 strikeout day or something okay. on ESPN. And, um, and I turned it on ESPN, and it was the Diamondbacks and the Reds. I was like, okay, cool, a, a, like a Reds game on ESPN. This will be fun. And uh, Randy Johnson struck out 20 Reds. So. Oh, man, you, you didn't read the info before? 
<laughs> no, 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 that's it, Reds. They showed a Reds game. Yeah, I was, I was like, cool, Barry Larkin. This will be fun. But it, it was it was it was fun though because I love uh, Randy Johnson. He was absolutely uh, spectacular. But um, yeah, it was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, and MLB Network has been showing a lot of the the Braves '90s games. So I've been watching yeah. a little bit of those. I saw uh, the the Marlins Indians game seven where Renteria hit it up the middle to win it for them. Uh, I also saw the Diamondbacks Yankees. I love that one when Luis Gonzalez. Hits it up. Uh, MLB Network has um, you they they have like a five or six games from each team um online that you can go back and watch. Really? Okay. Yeah, and and they're free. Well, so. a few Saturdays, a few Saturdays ago, the I don't know if it was on Fox or something something had it, but it was the game seven, the Indians. Oh, Cubs I was literally World just Series. about. I was literally about to to tell you guys, man, they need to they need to televise that game because I want to go back and that, watch it. And I'm, that, that might be the best baseball game I've ever watched. Oh, it's insane. It was yeah, Ron so fun. I just wish it was in Chicago. And then, and then just a rain delay and then Zobras hitting it down. Oh, my gosh. It, the pure shock of the Rajay Davis home was run was just unbelievable. Insane. insane. Unbelievable. Yeah. There's been two moments where I've, I've been that shocked. Like I said, Rajay Davis home run. And then the Villanova game winner against North Carolina. Those two moments. And the Ray, the Ray Allen shot. I mean, that game was crazy. Yeah. But the game seven was really good too. Yeah, it was. Uh, that yeah. that Spurs Heat series was legit. And they, play, and they played that game too. Those guys were running on fumes at the beginning yeah. of the game. The the score. I mean, it was halfway through the second quarter, and I'm pretty sure the Spurs were at like it was like 27 to 33. And it was almost halftime. Yeah. Those guys were just so dead in, in that in that game seven. Yeah, it's definitely been a good time to um, go back. Like I've never watched the 2015 Wisconsin Kentucky game because I was um, I was playing baseball during that game. Okay. And but I, I refuse to go back and watch it. But I'm going to try and find some time. I have the '92 Duke UK game with. When Leitner hit the shot, I'm gonna try and go back and watch that for the first time. Okay, so, so just yeah, just try to keep some tissues by you when you're watching that Kentucky. Game. <laughs> yeah. I know that one will get pretty sad. But uh, moving on, let's get into some na- national news. Uh, we were just got done talking about NFL, and obviously the biggest NFL storyline is I know there's a lot of this NFL stuff has happened like two weeks before, but we just haven't gotten the chance to talk about it. So I want I want wanted to talk about it with you guys, Tom Brady. Signing with the Bucks, and then you got Teddy Bridgewater signing with the Panthers. So the NFC South quarterbacks look like this: you got Tom Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, and Drew Brees. It's going to be a pretty fun division to watch, uh, quarterbacks wise, for one year. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> so, what, what is your all's take on uh, Brady to the Bucks? They're a playoff team. Tom Brady coming oh, for sure, the playoff yeah. team, especially now because the NFL expanded the number of teams that get in the playoffs. One more now, so seven. Oh, yes, that is true. Wild yeah, I forgot team. about that. So I tell you what, he's got weapons. You cannot, you, you can no more, no more excuses about him not having weapons because yeah, got if he don't get weapons. it done this year, then I'll. I've always protected Brady. I've always been in love with Brady, yeah. uh, but if he can't get it done, then I'll. I'll well. I'll, and- Say say what you want me to say, Ryan. <laughs> well, because so Bruce Arians is a, is a quarterback guru. Like he's like the better version of John Gruden that doesn't go on TV. And wow, he he gets to work with. And I mean, Marquis. I don't know if it's Marcus or Marquis Godwin. He's so fast. I don't think Tom Brady has Chris Godwin. Sorry, um, I don't think he Tom Brady has the arm anymore to like throw over the top to somebody like him. Like I think. He will underthrow Godwin a lot, so it's really just gonna be Mike Evans and and Tom Brady, hey, which is not a bad duo at all. Perryman came on at the very end of the year and was a fantasy football like savior uh, when both those guys were hurt. So I mean, he has weapons all over the field. Plus OJ Howard tied in. OJ Howard, yeah. Well, and honestly, they have um, a first round pick, which I'm pretty sure is like 14. They need to draft an offensive tackle immediately. Yeah, they That's they will, have. Maybe. Or like uh, Andrew Thomas from Georgia, yeah. like somebody that can like solidify that left side because they don't have anybody. They have good guards, but like other than that, um, and then maybe a running back in like the second round. Like if you get 
like a Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift in like the second round. Yeah. And you know, the Bucks they, they really weren't bad last year. It's just Jameis threw all those picks. I mean, their offense, he threw 30 touchdowns. It's just Jameis. I mean, you, if you're going to throw 30 touchdowns, you can't even it out with all the turnovers. I feel bad for Jameis. Oh, I mean, he, he threw 30. Stop it. He threw 30 touchdowns. <laughs> I think I'll like feel that. bad for the guy when he's throwing 30 picks. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you can get Tom Brady, you get Tom Brady. But, like, I feel like he doesn't deserve to just be, you know, unsigned right now. Keep him as a backup. Why not? What happens if Tom I, goes down? I, I say, you know, I, say I don't know if he's going to get signed back as a starter. No. Um, <laughs> you think Belichick will take James? <laughs> That's the only thing. Belichick would probably kill him before he – He would cut him before he even but got hey, on the plane. But, hey, there's a lot of news about Cam Newton going to the Patriots. And I like that. He, no, I mean, he no. gets into the media. Well, I mean, just Jameis almost. Not Ryan. You can't. You, Do you know what? You can't go into the season with Jared Stidham as your quarterback. No. Yeah, you can because Bill. Bill is two steps ahead of you guys. He may make the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence, but so they are restart. not winning the Super Bowl with Jared Stidham. The, hey, that, he's not going to make the playoffs. He's two steps ahead of you. He's going to take this season so he can get Trevor Lawrence so he can restart the dynasty. That's the path. Take the Golden State Warriors approach, take a year off, rest your dudes, get the number one pick, and get Trevor Lawrence. Because you, you have an excuse. You don't have a quarterback. Yeah. I just don't know if Belichick – And your offense was bad with one you really going to let the Bills win the, win the division? They're, they're probably going to anyway, even if you tried this season. If you picked up Cam Newton, I still pick the Bills in this. Yeah. In well, this I was, was going to ask you guys um, – if Cam Newton goes to the Patriots, would that be the best option for the Patriots to go quarterback-wise to, to help them keep that AFC East reign? Because the Bills now look – I mean, they got another weapon in Stephon Diggs. So now Josh Allen's got Diggs and then got Josh Brown – or John Brown, excuse me. Well, I mean, I don't – I mean, I, if I'm signing Cam, it's to one year. It's like a prove-it deal. And I don't think Cam I mean, that's what they him. did with Antonio so, Brown. Kept him for one – they signed him for one year and then – Except they signed him for two weeks yeah, and then they cut kept him. him. for one game, played pretty well against the Dolphins. Um, um, something I could possibly look out for is uh, Jacoby Brissett in a trade because the Colts have signed um, Phillip Rivers and Brissett has been in the Patriots system before. He filled in with Tom Brady during the Playgate suspension. So maybe they – Send like a six round pick to Indianapolis and get Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that we could do a whole episode on on this on NFL because the the Colts went completely backwards. They were doing so well. They had and they even got DeForest Buckner this offseason, which was a great pickup. You gave up your first round pick, which I was a little eh, about. And then you signed Phillip Rivers, who is a thirty five. No, you're good. No, you're you're here. All right, he's he's like a thirty-five-year-old guy, and he he can't take a Chargers team who's got a better roster than the Colts yep. and take them to the playoffs. And you're gonna expect him to do it with the Colts. I just that was so backwards. I I don't know where. Yeah, going. and uh, last NFL thing, what in the world? I don't know what the Texans are doing. So they trade DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals, and it's gonna be fun to see Kyler with Larry and DeAndre Hopkins. Larry is is not going to age. I mean, he's going to be playing football until he's 50 and still getting 10 touchdowns a year. But the Texans, I think that they should go into rebuild mode because now – I think they should fire they, Bill O'Brien. They should have fired him a move. long time ago. But now like if, Sean Watson's yeah. got nobody. Because O'Brien and Hopkins had beef. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you all had heard the, the kind of interaction So they which had. one are you going to give up? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you all had like saw the interaction between them before he got traded, but it was really bad. And if if I have to pick between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, why are we not picking DeAndre Hopkins? Every well, here's time. the thing: is and, is the Texans have owned the AFC South for a long time, and now the Titans are starting to. I mean, they're starting to to come up on them, and now trading away Hopkins and. You guys may hate me for saying this, but J.J. Watt has trouble staying healthy. Yeah, he does. And now you got no weapons for Watson. Trade Watson. Get some pieces for him. It's looking like you're done. It's looking like the Titans are going to start to take over that division. Trade 
but here's and the trade thing. Deshaun and go in the rebuild mode. Well, what are you going to get from Deshaun? Because you just gave up DeAndre Hopkins for cheeses. <laughs> you got nothing well, that's the thing. for DeAndre that's Hopkins. The he's the best First wide receiver. Bill O'Brien, so he's not making those decisions on who you get back. They literally got a bag of chips for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. It is ridiculous. They, I mean, it was a fourth round. They swapped fourth round, so that doesn't even count. So then they got um, David Johnson, who is 30 years old, and his best years are like four years behind him, and then a second-round pick for the best wide receiver in yeah. the league. Not only all of this, but you just blew a, what, a 28 nothing lead to the Chiefs. I mean, I know they end up winning the Super Bowl, but that makes you think that you weren't that far off. And then you trade your star wide receiver for nothing. Yeah. And now if you ever had a thought about Watson re-signing, that's out the window. J.J. Watt will probably go to a championship team to try to get a chip. So you're just going to lose everybody. You might as well trade them. Trade Deshaun to the Patriots and get their next four first-round yeah, picks. That would be nice. That, that would be nice. But I, I, really, I really do think yeah. that the Texans just – they need to just crash it all. Do a, do a Miami Marlins thing. Trade Giancarlo. Trade Christian Yelich, trade a, trade Azuna, just trade everyone. Go get your – Look how that's working out what? for him. So look how well, that's working I mean, out for him. The Mar- I mean, who knows? Uh, Texans, I'm, 2027, 2027, fans, wait wait another seven years. and, and Hey, thank the Lord for NFL free agency because what would we have done without it? Yeah, and plus uh, my boy Marcus Mariota finding a new home in the Raiders. Um, I really hope it works out. I hope Derek Carr does awful uh, just because I'm Mario the fan. So I, I hope Derek Carr, first game of the season, throws five picks. They throw in the flying Hawaiian, and he just has the best comeback story ever and leads them to a division win over Patty Mahomes. That's, that's, See, that's just yeah, not going to happen. Uh, but a man can dream, can I? Uh, I? I have nothing else to do right now. So moving on, final national sport. I mean, there's NBA, uh, but we're kind of getting a little long here. Um, I was going to talk about NBA, the 2K tournament stuff, but I feel like – We can talk about the horse. Yeah, the horse. We can talk, we, we can talk about a little horse bit. We can talk about a little quick. bit. Um, the horse competition is happening this Sunday. They have the matchups. So, you got Chauncey Billups going up against Zach Levine. You got – they threw in some WNBA players. So, it's NBA players, current NBA players, uh, recently retired NBA players, and then WNBA players. So you got Chauncey Billups going up against Zach Levine, Tamika Catchings going up against Chris Paul, Mike Conley against Paul Pierce, and then Trey Young against Allie Quigley. Which matchup do you are you guys most intrigued about? I'm going to start off by saying I'm a little disappointed because when they first announced like the horse thing might be happening, they said some high profile guys. So I'm like, okay, we got KD, LeBron, Steph. Yeah. You know, this well, is going to be awesome. in the 2K got- tournament. But now we have fat Chauncey Billups and oh, hold, Zach oh, Frickle. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chauncey Billups holds a dear spot in my heart, Tori. Don't you dare talk that's, about Billups that way. That, that's sure cute, does. Matthew. He's fat now. Like he, he's and Paul Pierce. Fat. I don't I don't after Paul Pierce said he was very Dwayne Wade, he had he lost all respect for me. I'm just I'm, I'm kinda of down with this. Oh, it's it's, it's kinda of disappointing before he even started. That's all. Yeah, um, the only one that I'm looking forward to is Tamika Catchings versus Chris Paul, if that tells you anything. so <laughs> well, uh, They could have made this so much better than what it was. Trey, Trey Young Dude, on, uh, on Twitter or Instagram was joking. He, he said, at Zach Levine, there's no dunking allowed, or else Zach Levine would, would win the entire thing because there's no way. Uh, uh, apparently, big old fat Chauncey Billups is going to be able to dunk with Zach Levine. <laughs> Another thing, why wasn't Kevin Durant better at the 2K tournament? What's he been doing for the past year? He's been injured. I mean, Derrick Jones Jr. was just – I mean, he was he was balling, my guy. And same thing with DeMarcus Cousins. He got absolutely – None of those first games were close, I'm pretty sure. No, I think I think the only one that was close was um, Rui and um, – and, Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, okay. But the the MPJ that one was kind of close. Devin Booker one yeah, wasn't bad. Yeah, that one yeah. was. Um, but they're in the Elite Eight for that 2K tournament. Uh, the games actually are going to be played tonight. You got Derrick Jones Jr. versus Montrez Harrell, and then you got Devin Booker taking on Rui Hachimura, and then you got Trey Young going up against DeAndre Ayton, and then Andre Drummond taking on Patrick Beverly. 
I'm rooting for a Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell championship so we can see teammates going up against each other. Plus, Pat Bev, when he was playing Hassan Whiteside, was acting like he was on the court. He just kept – he kept – He doesn't hold back. He does no, not hold he back. doesn't. Whatever he does, he's, uh, he's chirping. But that's about – that's all going on uh, for the NBA. And I really want to talk about, uh, before we end the show, is this MLB plan or potential plan – that has come to everyone's attention. This is according to Jeff Hassan of ESPN. So the plan goes like this uh, to get the MLB potentially started up in May. So MLB is focused on a plan that could allow them to start the season as early as May and has the support of high-ranking federal public health officials. I think that is very important that health officials are okay with this plan. So how, how the setup is, is all 30 teams play games at stadiums with no fans in the Phoenix area, including Arizona Diamondbacks, Chase Field, 10 spring training facilities, and perhaps other nearby fields. Players, co- coaching staffs, and other essential personnel would be, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm fifth grade English right here, sequestered at a local hotel, at local hotels where they would live in relative isolation and travel only to and from the stadium. So they're planning on making a baseball village in Phoenix where all the players do is go play baseball and come back to their hotel and nobody can see them play. Would you guys like this so we can get the greatest game ever made? I'm kind of, I, I like the fact that there might be baseball, but, like, if you look into some of the stuff, like, they wouldn't sit in the dugouts, so you would not have um, – they would sit in the stands six feet apart for social distancing. Come on. It's not like if there's a play at the plate, there's not going to be – you're not going to be, be close well, to people anyway. Is, it, they're going to have to put in cage work. So everyone's touching the bats and everyone's touching the – like, what, yes. what's the point yes. in keeping – You're touching the same baseball. Yes, they time. are. And they're going to have to go up to the plate. The catcher is literally inches away from them, same as the umpire. Hey, no, but here, here's the thing about it, Matthew. They would put in electronic umpire. Oh. There would be an electric strike, strike zone. That way the umpire wouldn't be close to the players. Man, I would give for anything for one of the players to argue and just go and punch the – I don't even know the computer or something. This is especially where I – Yeah, I love that, Ryan. Swing the bat at it. This is especially where I don't want it because this could open up the gateway towards electric strike zone, which is the thing I want the least in this entire world. I would rather have no baseball than electric strike zone. Yeah. Well, my thing is, if you're going to – if nobody has it and you're all tested negative because, you know, they all got tested because they're MLB players. Why do you separate? Like, why is there social distancing? If you are, if nobody in the entire place, out of all of the 30, te- 30 people on the team or whatever, twenty six, why, why do you have to social distance? If nobody, it's like if it's like the flu where you, it's spit based and like saliva and stuff, you don't need to be. So there's no point. So just have everybody in the dugout, play your game. The fans, obviously, they can't come, but baseball is not as fan driven as basketball or football so just play the game i mean it gives somebody your ratings will go through oh, the yeah, this will be the right only now. sport that's going on everyone yeah baseball the only thing the summer. one part that would suck about it is that these guys would have to be isolated from their families for four months to play baseball yeah that would be really tough yeah it it would be it, it's a crazy situation obviously you know we we want to see baseball being played at wrigley or fenway or yankee stadium um, and, and I don't think, you know, if this plan did happen, I don't think we would be like, oh, man, this is just awful. Like, yeah. We would enjoy it, but low-key we'd be like, oh, maybe they should have just, you know, wait. And they, they would play seven-inning doubleheaders. Yeah, I did see that. I, I, I did see that. And I, I'm thinking, I'm assuming that they just do this until, like, July – and then if this all – if the coronavirus is cleared up by July, then they get everyone back to their, their cities and, and start playing it at the usual ballparks. I'm hoping. Um, I, I hope this is not an all-summer thing. Um, but wouldn't that be pretty cool to get a – I mean, say the Cincinnati Reds win the uh, 2020 World Series. 
I mean, you could say, oh, man, the Cincinnati Reds, they, they just fought through that whole coronavirus thing and got that World Series. No one would respect it. You don't think so? Well, no, like, no oh, one would respect the it. Were trying. You think they'd be like – I mean, I would, I would celebrate it like it was real, but I don't feel like anybody would respect it. Well, the other thing is, is like, say, say you start it now and you go through all this, you're going to only play like 80 games because you can't – it's not like you can extend the season like the yeah. NBA can. Because in October, that's when you have to play it. That's like the last time yeah. you can. So you have to cut the, um, the season short, which means every game matters at this point. And then, and then the playoffs start in the same time they usually would. Unless they would make the World Series or playoffs in a, um, in a neutral site like Chase Field or Miami or somewhere like that where it's warm, where you can play baseball possibly in like November, December. Yeah. And that's awful because none of those teams are ever going to make yeah. it to the World Series. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, that you know, you're abs- you're absolutely right. I don't know why I said wow. Um, before before we end the show, uh, we've been talking for. I, I mean, it's got to be close to an hour. It doesn't it doesn't tell me on Zoom or I just don't have it pulled up correct. But we all know that this week was supposed to be Masters Week, and last year was the greatest Masters round that I have ever seen in my life seeing Tiger Woods come back and win it. And CBS is actually playing his final round on Sunday. And you best believe that Easter Sunday, I will be on my couch after watching church, watching the glorious moment. Heck, I have my Ricky Fowler hat on. Uh, I was really hoping he would get a major sometime this summer. But the Masters did get rescheduled to November. So we still could have a Masters. It's just it's just going to be in November. Uh, but I know for you, especially you, that uh, that you are very sad that there there is no Masters going on. It won't be the same as the second weekend in April. I mean, what I'm probably most sad about right now is I, d- I don't get the little music. No, I don't get I didn't get the March Madness music, and I don't get the Masters music. The little piano yeah. that's playing in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember last year. Uh, when we started talking about it, you go, let's go to Jim Nance, and you just straight up play the, ma- the Masters. Yeah, so like we, and so it won't be the same in November. I'll take it. If I, hey, I'll tell you what, though. In the fall, when we finally get all these sports back at the same time, it will be absolute mayhem oh, yeah. getting, being able to watch all of this stuff if we end up coming back on time. Yeah, I but, mean, um, I feel like more people are going to try to watch sports that they didn't in the past just because yeah. they they realized how much sports how much sports yeah. mean from from like our day-to-day lives or mean to our and our, our our yearly calendar i mean you got march madness and and then you got the masters then you got the nba playoffs then you got baseball then you're right back in the fall football i mean all that stuff is taken away and your yearly calendar is messed up when people take vacations instead of going to the beach I'll plan a trip to go watch a sports game or something like that. Well, and this whole – you're talking about the calendar. I mean, everything's going to be messed up this year, obviously, but this could affect, like, the future. Like, you're talking about – Yeah. NBA is talking about starting the regular season on Christmas now and just yeah, the mean. first game be on Christmas Day, which would be amazing because you could have all the matchups that you wanted. Um, and then that doesn't – that means you don't have to compete with the NFL anymore because the NFL blows the NBA out of every money-making water and yeah. viewership water that you could possibly – have um so you don't have to compete with them anymore because theirs ends in january so then you have the first month which nobody really cares about the nba and then after that you can have all your viewership go until july or august and then you have the off season then and then possibly move college basketball up to where it starts around new year's day and now instead of march madness it's may madness and you don't really have to go up with the nfl ever again in november december yep and then and then baseball sticks to the same thing because you still have october so then that yeah. covers until, you know, football starts. I just still don't get why we don't have golf. Yeah, because the, the players don't even touch each other and just do it without fans. Yeah, you don't know. No, you can't do golf without fans. Yeah, you, you can't. Can. You don't even hear no. them when the, the, they hit the ball. Here is a, here's my, here's my <laughs> um, proposal. You just get one guy. You get one fan. And every, and every <laughs> time they hit the ball, they got to yell, get in the hole. <laughs> Or just, you got, you just gotta edit it over. Just yeah, just, edit, yeah. just have a voiceover for crying yeah. out. Get in the hole. Just somewhere <laughs> like that. Just let um, one guy in and let him walk around. With I him. know. If any sport's gonna come back, it it probably should. The the most 
the most reasonable one would probably be golf. Um, and, and you make that good point of the players yeah, aren't touching sure. each other. And if you have fans, then you really don't have to worry about it. So, um, but yeah, the thing is, is they're, they're already postponing all these tournaments. So it's not like you can just bring them back. Um, but that's going to do it for our first ever zoom red zone radio podcast next week. It's going to be me, Patrick, Kate, Carrie and Caden Gaylord, most likely. I've not seen that. I've talked to Patrick a little bit because he's in my class and we've been stressing about the class, but I haven't seen Caden for a while. I'm definitely going to have to try to get a Ryan and Caden show so I can just, I miss the arguments. I, I just miss the NBA arguments. I think I miss that more than just the NBA itself. Um, but we all appreciate you listening and we'll be back next week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at WKU Red Zone. And for all of us, I haven't hey, said this. Also, one, one more thing. Don't forget to go vote for Big Red and the Sirius XM uh, yes. college mascots. Sirius yep. XM on Twitter. They're doing a poll. And was he at the, the Sweet 16 now? We're in Elite Eight. Elite Eight, yeah. Elite Eight. As a 16 seed. Wow. Beat LSU, Auburn, and Georgia Tech, I believe. And now they're up against Tennessee. Where uh, Big Red's up against Tennessee now. Tennessee. It would be Ole Miss in a in a playing game. What? It's gonna be in a playing game. Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, let me. Uh, I already voted on it. Let me uh, see what. Oh, I thought it was. Let's see. Check it out. Um, yeah, check it out. What? What is? Right. It? Right now, uh, WKU is up fifty-four to um, fifty-six to forty-five right now. So. Oh my gosh! Big this has been the closest one. Red. I feel like that's the closest be... one so far, though. Yeah, I know. I feel like that would it would be closer for the Georgia Tech mascot. I mean, Tennessee, I mean, they have the hound dog, but. Georgia Tech. Go ahead. It was a blowout. 80-20. It was 80-20. Good Lord. Their, their fans didn't even We were absolutely destroyed. Yeah, go, go on and vote that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WKU Red Zone. And for all of us, boys, go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops.